You're listening to Paint the Town podcast with your hosts, LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of. Welcome to Paint the Town Podcast, episode 128. How's it going, everybody? How's it going, bro? Chilling like a villain, man. Oh, yeah, man. Well, r- real quick, I'm just going to bring in our guest. I'm very excited to have Hero today. Yeah, dude. Love this guy. Welcome, Hero. Very excited to have you here today, man. We- I've been such a big fan of your work, man. So I hope you like David Bowie. You like David Bowie? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I listen to like a lot of different music across the board. Let's so. start off with music, man, because you know you better I like David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is not a good starty. Otherwise, like get, get kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> Bye. This is always our guest music, basically, when we come in. You know, we start this music off with uh, Rolling Stones, paint, paint it black, basically, and then uh, mm-hmm. whenever we have guests come in, we have David Bowie, and we end it with "The End" by the Beatles. You know, classic hits, man. You know, everybody knows me as a DJ, but I'm a huge classic rock fan too what kind of music do you like hero i i mean one i think you have to definitely keep the classic going because otherwise people won't know yeah like, true oh. yeah and they're like who are the Beatles? less and less like <laughs> less and less classic music listeners i was wondering it's like a hundred years from now will people see like the beatles as like how we see like some of the classical musicians you know, you know yeah. what i mean you think so because it's like they don't wear wigs you, you know what I mean? they have like they i think the people will still be wearing suits in the future i don't know that's what i'm saying so i feel like yeah, there's some black and white footage, but mainly, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of like a uh, start of a modern music, actually, like for me. I mean, yeah, Elvis kind of like, you know, they were doing his thing. But for me, like Beatlemania was when people realized like, oh, shit, we can make money off music. Like, you know, you, let's taint it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're when you were growing up, though, what yeah. kind of, like when you were in high school, what kind of music did you like? Uh, when I was in high school, I was listening to, I mean, so I went to high school in the 90s. I was born in 83, so oh, I was shit. listening to like... Such a yeah. youngster. Right? So I was listening to just still a lot of like post-grunge. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, you know, I was still like... Pro Jam. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, I never... Like Eddie Vedder's voice oh. hit, hit and miss for me. <laughs> Sorry, Eddie, if you're listening. Hey, it's um, his honesty. It's all about... No, that's honesty. cool, man. You know? you know, because like to me, it was like interesting because uh, I was like more into hip-hop in the 90s, mm-hmm. but I did follow like the grunge scene. Like, you know... Obviously, like, who didn't like Nirvana when all that shit came out and everything like that? Where were you living? Where'd you grow up? I grew up out in Rancho Cucamonga. Okay, okay, okay. And I still live out that way, yeah. Nice, So, like, born and raised. Lucky son of a bitch, you've been living in California all your life. Yeah, I don't know what shoveling snow is like. I've been to, like, you know, Florida in June, July, and I would never try to survive. Yeah, I don't recommend it at all. That's why I escaped, and that's why I live here now. Well, dude, Rancho, I mean, like, you're pretty much local then. I mean, like, I grew up in West Covina. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's like... It depends on the traffic. You're right, you're right, you're right. Like, during COVID time, like, you could fly over here, man. But Rancho, I mean, to, like, downtown LA, if there is traffic, man, that's like a fucking two-hour drive or something. It could be. I mean, like, that's what the fat, like, fast past the 10, and you can get in downtown pretty quick. You know, I hate that, though. They fucking privatized, like, the fucking freeway, man. Who decided... I don't remember voting saying like, hey, we want to give up like one lane of our fucking freeway on the 10. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, hey, all the rich people who could afford this now can take this lane and all the poor people can just fucking minus one lane. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, and if you try to come over here, we're going to give you a ticket. <laughs> yep. Exactly, man. We'll mail it to you. Oh, the worst. Oh my God, man. Hell yeah. So you're like a 909 guy, basically. That's my phone number. Nice, yep. nice, nice. <laughs> So cool, man. I mean, Rage Against the Machine. You said Rage Against the Machine earlier. Were you a big uh, Rage fan? Oh, yeah. Actually, um, I was supposed to do art at Coachella this past year. Oh. And they were going to give me a ticket, and I was like, the reason that I was going to go is because yeah. Rage was going to be there. I mean, other music too, but for sure, like to see them play live. And I was Dude, like, Dude, man. I mean, I remember like Rage Against the Machine was like the first, for me at least, of like the rap rock kind of thing going on. And then it became like, just like more and more popular, and then we have crap like Limp Biscuit that came, came out basically, yeah. right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's funny that goes off the theme of like, oh, we can make money off of this. <laughs> and just like, 
<laughs> but here's the thing about uh, Rage Against the Machine. I remember in the 90s when we were in high school and then like uh, Rage Against the Machine was hot, everybody was wearing a Che Guevara fucking shirt because of Rage Against the Machine. You know what I mean? If you think about, look back on it, it's like, I don't think anybody knew who the fuck Che Guevara was basically. You know what I mean? So it's a very controversial person actually yeah. if you think about it, right? Yeah, it was being sold in like Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> Again, once we can make money, it's like, let's just take this yep. shit and give whatever meaning we want to it man but no i was excited about rage uh performing this year man because like coachella has kind of like for me kind of went a little bit pop man they had like you know beyonce lady gaga and then all of a sudden i was like oh shit okay they're trying to bring it back like rage against Machine. they played before like i think back in the day i think mm-hmm. maybe a long time ago oh, yeah. you know I'm, coachella really was about like indie rock bands and uh, kind of rock and then uh you know, they kind of changed a little bit over the years to a little bit more electronic dance. And then, like I said, though, now the latest ones were like Lady Gaga, fucking Katy Perry or whatever. I don't know. I remember she... Kanye doing some crazy stuff out there. What, what was uh, He did like a... <clears throat> um, I don't know if I saw Kanye. There was a few years I didn't go, but... I was going to um... say, I actually saw Kanye's. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah, that was... At this point in time, that might be like 10 years back. Mm. But he was out there, he... Had like which album was it that he was performing? Dark Twisted. Mm, okay, that's it. Like it was a, after that came out, um, mm. but he had like the ballerinas mm, on stage and everything okay. like that. So it was interesting. Nice. Like, yeah. It was cool. Yeah, that was before. Um, I guess for me, I feel like Coachella went like super mainstream too. You know, I mean, yeah, Kanye West was playing, but um, <clears throat> my favorite Coachella year was when they had the Tupac hologram. Man, like that was such a surprise um, because like me being a huge Tupac fan, I mean. For some reason, everybody told me that, oh, Snoop Dogg was performing and Nate Dogg had died and they were going to bring out a Nate Dogg hologram to sing the hooks. So when like Tupac actually came out, it was just like, I, I felt like I was like witnessing history. And we look back at it, it really it was is. basically. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I was there for that one. Nice. I mean, actually, like just that show, like they brought out like 50 Cent, yeah, Eminem, everybody. like just everybody. <laughs> like it was one of like the moments where I was like, okay, at some point Coachella's going to realize we can't. We can't top this, so yeah. we're just gonna have to try to coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel you. Yeah, that was honestly, um, and also it just became so many fucking people. Like, um, I used to go back, you know, like 2010 or something like that. You know what I mean? And it's just like you can see the green grass when you're like partying, <laughs> and now it's just like there's so many people that are, you can't even see the the polo field. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But but yeah, man, hell yeah, dude. Coachella, man, damn. I mean, this year, I'm sorry you didn't get to paint. You know, I mean, that would have been a cool experience. How does that work, though? How do they, they contact you or apply? Okay, like, yeah. Nice. So I, I was supposed to paint there, and then for my one of my favorite festivals is Lightning in a Bottle. Ooh, I've been there before yeah. too. So that's cool. Um, John Park. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. was the one who actually uh, a show of Christina Angelina's like ten years back was like, oh yeah, you should check out this thing and. I was like, all right, let me apply for it. Nice. I had no idea what I was getting into. I never even looked it up. <laughs> Lightning in a bottle. And then they me. selected me, and I was like, oh, what, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Lightning in a bottle is pretty chaotic, man, Like in, in my opinion. Like, I mean, compared to Coachella, it's way uh, less organized. I'll just, you know what I mean? And it's more like you're in the woods. And then where did they have it? Where is it? They have it in like near Santa Barbara, but they've changed it a few times, I think, mm-hmm. right? What is it was it like here? in Bradley and then like I forgot where the Bradley's like somewhere was. near Santa Barbara, basically. Fancy. Yeah, and um except for it's like in like the grassy plains of California. Ah. Uh, so it's like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's interesting. It's like out in the middle of nowhere. It's, it's more like yeah. a I would say it's more like a hippie vibe while while um <clears throat> Coachella's more like a bohemian vibe. You know, oh. um I don't know if, if that that makes any difference but basically both have been uh, especially coachella has been super commercialized i think lightning mm-hmm. a bottle my personal first experience there was i i got in, out of the car parked my car and then i was like oh, okay there's a cart that this lady's supposed to take me to uh the ca- the base camp or whatever mm-hmm. the shuttle yeah the sh- mm-hmm. well it's kind of shuttle it's not it's more like a a tractor kind of thing but it, <laughs> you know anyways all of a sudden we get in the car and the driver i can smell alcohol in her breath and then she starts talking about how she fucking hates men. <laughs> okay. And then like, she, she's just zooming down this thing. I almost fall off the track. I was like literally scared. That was my introduction to lightning in a bottle, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? But what I'm just saying, honestly, the music acts are great. Uh, Mitchell, who we just had here uh, on the last episode, he's DJed there before too. Oh, wow. So um, uh, it's, it's a really cool uh, vibe. Very hippie. 
very like yoga type people vibe right would you, would you say yeah i would say like it's definitely across the across the board i feel like i'm gonna paint the worst picture if i try to describe okay. it um, <laughs> go, go to google google search lightning in a bottle because <laughs> i'm gonna like ruin it. i'll be like oh it's like this type it's like the vibe is like across i, I like it because i've met like a lot of really cool people really yeah. cool artists i'll go back year over year um, for the live painting and um, what age uh, groups of people would you say? So, oh, go I mean, it's, it ranges. Yeah, it ranges. Definitely, there's like the younger, like mid, like, say early like, mid twenties, but like it ranges all the way up to like gray hair. You'll see grandma hairs. go. You'll yeah. see grandma partying. Yeah, hundred percent. Nice. Like that's, that's good what to I see. Yeah, that's what I like about. Like you like, won't really see as many older people at Coachella, but people will bring their families. I think. Because um, there's it's all ages, but I believe uh, Lightning and Bottle might be 21 and up or something like that. There, there's like a family, like there's a family section at Lightning and Bottle. Like, oh, okay. There's a whole kids sec. Like I did like one of the places where I was posted outside of live painting was like the whole like family area. Mm, mm. And like in that area is like, you know, it's specific and you know like it's family so you're not like taking nice. like drugs around there. <laughs> like things of that nature, you know. <laughs> you don't, okay, are you, have you been to, are you like a burner? Do you go to Burning Man or anything like that? No, I haven't. Okay. I, I'm definitely, I would be down to do it just because. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean. It as is, an artist for the experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean like because like people can try to explain to you like I'm doing like the worst job to try to explain laying a bottle to you. Like so versus like trying to explain just like let me just go ahead yeah, and just see. Yeah, just go. All right, cool. Now see, the I crazy know. thing is, like, I see, for me, call me conservative, I don't know. I Sometimes I feel like when I go to Burning Man and I see, like, a eight-month pregnant chick there or, like, um, you know, I see, like, babies, like, walking around at Burning Man. I just feel like this is, like, the craziest environment for, like, babies to be in. <laughs> <You know? laughs> a little there, extreme. There's naked people running around, like, you know, I they, mean. They're, they're pacing themselves a little extreme. Yeah, but, I mean, at the end of the day... Um, you know, like festivals are all cool, man. There's no judgment there, and people are there to have fun, man. And uh, but um, what, what kind of music? here? Wait a second. Did uh, did you ever play any musical instruments? Um, yeah, actually, like for a little while, I played guitar. Nice. Oh. Um, but lead bass. Uh... uh, lead, and you know, I was just trying to teach myself. And mm -hmm. what age were you? How old were you? How old was I? Like late teens, I want to say. Like I mm -hmm. got like a Fender, okay. and I was like, oh, like nice. cool, like I could do. Like, let's work this out. And, like, you know, I would you listen. Play, and I would, you like... You play uh, Smoke on the Water. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun. I was like... <laughs> like, it's always the first song you play, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, things that I would, like... Be like, oh, I want to play that, like, Crazy Train. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Get a little bit of story. Not exactly just, like, just, like, easy. No, That's a tough was, solo. No, but thankfully the internet was around. Tabs, could, like, yeah. It's all about tabs. Exactly. Yeah. I could be like, um... So know. did you ever take any classes or you just... No. I probably should have. See, the interesting thing about like guitar, I feel like learning guitar back in the day, we had to read tabs because there was only like just text files, right? But nowadays it's like you can actually watch a YouTube video and watch it over and over and over again instead of like we were reading like books about how to play guitar and then now people can like watch the live person, you know? Seems what I mean? like so it's be like a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, way it to it, do it is, man. It is. I mean, honestly, if you don't, if you want to learn something. <clears throat> There's no fucking excuse anymore these exactly. days. Exactly. You, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, you go on YouTube, figure it out, man. If you, there's a will, there's a way. You, you know what I mean? So, how long did you uh, work on the trying to learn the guitar? Um, few years. Like, I w it was like on and off few years, and then were you ever in a band? Did you ever play with a band, or no. did you ever perform like, or anything? Just, always, just on no, your own? Just always on my own. Like, and I think it was just it was more of like um meditation, a downtime thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I've got some downtime. Let me just. See what I can do. See what I can figure out. Or taking a break from art sometimes too, right? I'm guessing. Yeah, it was it was interesting because like during that time, it like I wasn't really doing too much art. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was working two jobs and in college, hmm. and so like it was just like. What was your college job, bro? Help you to go to sleep, maybe. <laughs> I mean, pretty much just like zone out. Yeah. You know, we didn't have like the ability just to scroll endlessly back then, so <laughs> it was. Like, there like, was no scrolling there sleep. There was no scrolling. You can't just. You had to do something to go to sleep. Like, <laughs> you know, um, it's true, man. Yeah, versus actually, I mean, all I had to do was actually read a textbook, and that would. Be <laughs> oh, dude, I'm the same. Hey, where'd you go? Where'd you go to uh, college? I went to uh, college at UCR. Okay, nice, nice, um, nice. I'm sorry, what? UCR, University Riverside. of Riverside. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, um, started as a psych major, ended up as theater, film, oh. screenwriting, directing. Nice. Didn't end up doing well, that. Well, I mean, shit, you're but, a fucking talented <laughs> artist. I mean, you, you know, it, was, it introduced me to a lot, but um, Starbucks and then bartending. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. nice. Drink maker, man. Nice. Yeah. Like, 
talk about like something that will just like wear you out like friday saturday six five maybe six p.m to like three a.m yeah oh. just like yeah. damn man i mean what do you want another latte huh here take your fucking latte huh? <laughs> yeah. well because that would be like yeah that would be like saturday morning yeah. Like oh, no, no, no. And you don't want just a regular latte. You want a half this, half that, with a little sprinkle of this and a little sprinkle of that. Yeah, I got you. I got a little sprinkle of something else I'm going to put in there for you, maybe, huh? Did you ever sabotage a drink? No. Like, that I'm that doesn't surprise like, me. Yeah. Knowing Hero, the way that I know him, like, I, if you were to say yes, it would be like, no, yeah, exactly. No <laughs> You're not going to pick a name like Hero and then, like, spike drinks at Starbucks. I was just like, you know, just like one of those things where it's like, I'm just not going to care. Like, you can care. You can blow up about like, you know, the equal not being in your coffee. I'm not going <laughs> to join your like emotional state with you. I'm just, I can't. You're not going to join their non-caffeined yeah. enough state. Very chill guy, man. Here I can tell you, like, you know, you're just like a chill dude. I can tell, man. Because well, when, when did the art start? Yeah. When did, you, when did you just like, you know, what age were you when you were like, hey, I, I, this fucking art thing, man. I mean, like. I've heard other artists say before, it's like, you know, like, you'll know, kind of like, you just like mess around with like, your parents will be like, oh yeah, like, back when you were like four, you had paints and and I, and I did. Um, but I remember like in fifth grade and um, a buddy of mine, Armando, he'd have these books that had pictures of just graffiti. Mm-hmm. And, like he'd bring these magazines to school and I was like, that's wild, whatever that is. Because it's like, mm. I grew up in the suburbs. I have no idea. Yeah, of course. I mean, it was only like, you know, 30 miles away. Yeah. But I was just like, okay, this. And then he would like, and he would share it with me. And I was like, okay, I want to figure out like bubble letters, characters, things like that. Just like sketch it out. Um, so that introduced me to like different than like, because my parents would take me to like. Um, this is in fifth grade. It's, yeah. You're like what? 11? Mm-hmm. 11 years old. My parents would take me to like Norton Simon. So oh, I was familiar shit. to like, you know. I love your parents. Man. What's Norton yeah. Simon? So, it's a museum. Yeah. Okay. It's in Pasadena. Okay. It's actually okay. really rad Pasadena. Like it's just like a little, it's a smaller one, but they have like. They have one in Kansas City. A friend of mine used to work at that. Uh, where else do they have? Do you have any idea? I don't know. Because they have like Degas. Like they, it's okay. not just like a, like a. No, no. They have like yeah. top of the line. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Classics. Yeah. 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 yeah so. It was That's cool that your parents would take you like early on. Yeah. yeah. Well, what did your parents do? Both high school teachers. Oh, nice. Oh, fucking so, love your parents, man. So yeah, my parents are both high school Teacher teachers. Teacher loves really. the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> For like 35 years, so. Oh, even hey, more. Did you have your parents as like your teacher when you were going? I'm just curious. Like, uh, I'm, I no? purposely went to a different school. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't imagine that. <laughs> I was not going to go to the same. I mean, it was bad enough that they knew like. After being teachers in the district for that long, like it, they knew the counselor that I yeah, had, yeah, yeah, the yeah, principal, yeah. the you know, so I could only get so far away. Yeah, yeah. What subjects did your parents <laughs> teach? Um, my mom was like world history econ. Mm. Bless her heart. My dad was psychology. Both taught like the peer counseling programs. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, dude, I can see this is a very well-rounded. Uh, pair of parents man and uh you know they were taking you to, to places to kind of culturing this kid exactly, at a young age exactly rightfully man. so man oh yeah. yeah it was it was like it was extremely helpful that they were constantly around like 16 17 so then like yeah they they, they know what's like yeah it was just yeah it gave them insight i think to my brother and myself like of what we could be i don't know like what they, yeah, yeah. What could they be the pitfalls, or what they could even like show us, like in advance, like the Norton assignment or things of that nature. It's like, oh, like, or let's go to you know up the three ninety five and let's go hike or camping. I wonder if teachers nowadays feel the same way because kids are all on their phones now. You, you know, oh, I don't think they have that same. A, man. It's like, why don't you go look at the real fucking thing in person? <laughs> Smell it. Step on it. It's always you know it's always weird, man. When people look at concerts these days, I mean, they literally just watch it through, through their, their phone. Yeah, because they're filming, they're recording it. something. I'm like, and they yeah. never look at it again, probably. You, you know what I mean? So <laughs> they it's show like, their friend the, part so of it. It's like they just want to post it on social media so other people can see it nowadays. It's very bizarre, man. You, you know, but it's um, very true. Though. But again, man, I, I think you know it's uh, those those are the norm things now, and you know that that's just how it is. <laughs> you know, it can sound like old men here talking about it, but. I mean, I agree. It's, it's weird when like, because I know I won't 
watch i stopped taking videos because it's like I, i've never watched like back before phones and i had like a nokia it's like i never went back and watched that because like one the, it's like, like your wedding video man you only watch it when you're about to get divorced dude <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Anyways, like, yeah. if you think about like the quality like is crappy yeah and you're like uh, uh, you know delete yeah. like <laughs> Why why is my phone full? Delete, delete all these like videos of concerts of like yeah. the entire song. Yeah, seriously, oh, yeah. man. I mean, they have it probably better on YouTube and things like that's what think about COVID, man. It's so weird because people have like live concerts nowadays for I'm like, dude, you can just watch the better performance, <laughs> you know, like last time on YouTube, man. Like the legendary I don't understand why people I mean I'm glad that people still support their artists, go to the live virtual concerts and things like that. They're doing like drive ins now. But um it's just like a weird time for musicians, man. I oh, mean, fuck, man. Like, I can't even imagine. What is, uh, what's the COVID been like for you, dude? I've been, oh, like, I've been actually busiest this year. Mm. Nice. Good. Which Good. is, yeah, which I'm always like cautious of sharing because it's like some people are like, oh, like, this is like, dude, hey, is, th- is this year artist- ruined my life? It's like, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, are you no profiting way. off the pandemic? Exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? No, how dare someone do that? You know, someone who's been struggling all their fucking life. We, God forbid we have a moment. You know what I mean? God forbid artists actually be able to sell stuff for a while. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. that. And to clarify, it's like, it's not like we're Jeff Bezos. Like, that guy's making profit off of Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. No, we were talking about this earlier, how, you know, some people, you know, more than half the country probably, you know, they see the stock market and they think, oh, yeah, the economy's doing good. But it's not really for them. It's for that top 1% who yeah. actually invest in the fucking market. Yeah. I heard it on, it was like a comedian, I think, who said, like, the stock market is a graph of rich people's feelings, and it stuck with me because I just thought, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's so true. Fucking it's hell. So true. <laughs> Never heard that before. I'm going to fucking use that for sure. I love that one. A graph of rich people's feelings, man. No, talk about big facts right there, dude. Like, seriously, it's like, what the fuck does, like, some random thing that Trump does or whatever, like, you know, affect the economy so much, man? And a lot of, you know what I mean? Like, the stock market so much. Who knows, man? It's just based on feelings and assumptions. Confidence, man. That's what our, that's like what our uh, currency is based on. It's confidence. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, anyways, man, that's crazy, man. But let's go back to the art. Getting back to, okay, so you went from uh, seeing the the bubble letters and everything. Mm-hmm. This is in fifth grade, sixth yeah. grade. What was like the next step after that? Um, I mean, the next step was like more in high school. A uh, different friend of mine started getting into, like, I was in all the art classes. I had friends that did like bubble letters and black books, and we would exchange black books, and a few of them would actually go out and like do graffiti. Mm. Um, and then... A friend of mine that I had grown up for years, like he started getting into it and he's like, well, let's go. And I was like, all right, let's go. (laughs) Ah. um, Some teenage uh, shenanigans. And it's like, you know, go walk up like we weren't crazy. Go walk up like a wash and like just I can't imagine. I would love I wish we would have caught pictures of that because it's like I'm sure it just looked horrible. (laughs) I'm sure it just looked like (laughs) didn't at the time when you were doing. Oh, oh, yeah. I was just like, what are we doing? I don't know. It's just like, you know, and like it seemed we were being so like. You know, we were like sneaking around. It's like nobody cared that we were walking up a wash. Like nobody, like nobody was looking out for us. Nobody, yeah. nobody. Cared You're not doing a three block long thing like Saber exactly. Or yeah, nobody cared, and like we were just thinking like, oh man, like we gotta be quiet and we gotta be careful. And it's like, you know, um, then but I mean, like that was like the first time like really trying like more than just like you know some pencils, some color pencils, some pastels, and a book, and just being like new media. Okay, like this is a lot more difficult. Mm. <laughs> do you guys have like tips or stock tips basically no, just stock tip yeah like i mean we didn't even like that was a like that was a wild thing it's like we didn't even know About more tips. than like yeah what we had seen like do you remember what kind of paint was it rusto or montana yeah, it was uh, definitely not montana it was like <laughs> uh, like krylon yeah yeah, was, like krylon. yeah that um, was one of the first uh yeah we for sure had krylon and i mean the only access that we had to anything like aside like our sphere was um you ever remember art crimes the website mm-hmm. so art Cri- i don't probably still exist it was just like this catalog of graffiti world globally and you could click around you could be like okay berlin and then they would just catalog it like i don't know how they got the photos i don't know who sent them the photos but you could like 
see like New Yorkies, you could see like Wow, okay, so just to give you an update, artcrimes.com is now graffiti.org. Okay. And it's actually a, a very, very simple website with a lot of text, but yeah, it does like uh, kind of list a lot of like um, just like, you know, graffiti from around the world, man. But yeah, please continue. Yeah, yeah so I mean like that was the only ass like that was the only insight that we had to anything outside of like our little like suburban scope and so we could see what people could do and like you know we're looking at like berlin and we're looking at france and we're looking like munich and it's like or like la and like new york we're looking at people who have been doing this since like you know they've been like 9 and 11 and it's like how and there were no like like you like i don't even know i don't think there was youtube there probably was star like people didn't probably use it but there was like yeah there was like no videos where you could like pull up and be like how are they doing? Hey, that? how's a teacher right. cut that stencil or Pretty you much, know I mean, yeah. things like that? There wasn't anything like that back then. Yeah, no, couldn't get a tutorial. We're just like talking about the guitar, actually, right? There, there wasn't like tutorials back then. But anyways, yeah. And it was one of those things where, um, like, it was funny. Like guitars, like you could go get a VHS and like get like VHS <laughs> get tutorials that way. Yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. like there was a, there was no one recording themselves on VHS to show you how to do graffiti. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're right. It had to be like a passed down process basically. Pretty Somebody much. taught you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was just only two guys that I knew in the area that did that and they got popped and then just I Stopped. forgot like, yeah. I mean mm. rightly so cuz they got like hit with like some hard fine because definitely out in like Rancho, like the punishment, was, like they were gonna just throw punishments hard at people just to like. Oh, for sure, for keep sure. It, keep it clean. Keep yeah, it. Yeah, that's like, the burbs, man. So it's mm-hmm. like there's there's no like very tolerance for. Uh, yep. There's no tolerance for graffiti in the burbs, man. Mm-hmm. You know. Did you ever I mean? have any close calls with the cops back during that time? Because mm-hmm. I mean, we, no, because we were just going up like, just these washes that go all the way to like, I mean. You could walk all the way to like the uh, San Gabriel, you know, because oh the San God. Gabriel okay. Mountains, it's like yeah, they go, yeah, they go yeah, all the way yeah. back. It's like how, yeah, so how no, long you're not you patrolling want, that area. No, how like long that. do you want to walk? It's like, oh, well, you know, go for a hike. <laughs> the farther you go, the safer you are. Yeah, pretty much. Or, or, or like you're in more danger because like who else is up there? But we yeah, never, yeah, we that's never, true. You know, we never thought about that then. Oof. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> like, what time, oh. Well, it depends on what time you're going to. I yeah, feel like you're going during the daytime. Yeah. If you're going daytime, you're like, all right, people are having fun or whatever. But then, like at night times, and there's like what 20, the fuck you doing out here? Exactly, there's twenty guys around hitting up a train. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's like then shit gets a little bit sketchy. You, you know what I mean? But yeah, during the daytime, I think just for noobs, that's probably like the best time to not get in trouble. Actually, for any type of street art, I think right. Yeah, yeah I do. When I first got started, I was an idiot. I was going out, you know, late late night, wearing a fucking hoodie and everything, like an idiot. <laughs> Now, okay, so to go from that to what you're doing these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, geez, I've seen some of your work, man. And I'm, I'm such a fan, dude. Like, your stencils are fucking... Clean is the first word that comes to mind. Ooh, yeah. And, it's and, just and also it's surgical like, precision. And for me, man, they always have like a cool message, too. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Like, the first one that just pops off my head is actually still in our office. Um, and, and we're holding on to it nicely for you, man. Um, Good luck getting it. <laughs> No, I, you know what? I, I should have brought it today, but I, I no, remember it's no. like the uh, the army the army man pushing up the McDonald's sign or something like that. You, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I was just like, this is so fucking clever, man. You, you know? And then uh, wait, 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 okay, I got a question for you. So let's let's talk about like a piece like that, okay? Yeah. Um, you came up with you come up with the idea, mm-hmm. okay? So when you first come up with the idea, how long did it take before you had the stencil cut and first print made? Um, I mean, you know, the first time I actually did that, I gave up. I didn't like how it was like coming out and I just stopped. And like two years later, I was like, I kind of want to try this idea again. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. I hated the way that it was coming out. And I just was like, no. How many layers did you, did you work with it? Mm, That one, like, I want to say the army men are three, maybe, or no, three or four, maybe five. Uh And then I did a few variations. So I would change whatever was on like the flagpole. Uh, right. um, and like the McDonald's sign is for sure like six, I think. <sighs> just because I wanted to like get it as Andy Warhol esque as possible, you know, just it looks like screen printed type deal. Mm. That looks sharp, man. Yeah, yeah man. And Jason was just showing me. Jason. Yep. I called you Jason, dude. James. <laughs> Just you know what? That's the... weird. That happens like so often. What's well, a J thing? You know, no, J I know. I'm, but my father's name is Jason. So it's like, it's very strange that like people just call me Jason. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
But anyways, um, I, I always found that weird. Maybe it's coincidence. But well, wait, the first time you attempted this stencil, like mm-hmm. how many layers was it going to be? It was going to be around like five. Like, I think so. Uh, that's why you're like, wait, this isn't going to fuck. I work. didn't like how like, I didn't like how I started. I didn't like how I was separating out like the, um, I didn't like how I was separating out the grayscale. And so I was just like, whatever. What size was it about approximately? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two feet by three or three okay. by two. No, two by three. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, and I was like already like one layer in. I was getting into the second layer, and I was just like, I don't like this at all. Cause I didn't like. I could already see when I started put like when I was gonna put them all down that like it wasn't gonna look how I wanted to, and I didn't want to like put in like the extra however oh many my hours, God. hours and hours and to hours. just be like paint it and be like, oh, this is mediocre. Oh, and that <laughs> that stencil actually has a lot of curves in it, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was oh. gonna say like. I mean, like, definitely, like, you know, you buy, for me, I buy the uh, pack of, like, 100. Yes, like, the, the blades, the, yeah, the exact 100 blades, because like, yes. I'm just going to, like, break the tips constantly and just... Well, what kind of what kind of uh, board or paper do you use for your stencils? Um, a lot of times, like, I'll use, depends on, like, what I want to do with it. Like, I'll just use paper. Right. I'll just, like, you know, I'll be like, all right, this is going to last, like, minimal. But for something that I want to... What's minimal? Like how many sprays do you think? Um, like five, six. Okay. And then it starts like, curling up and... Yeah. It'll just like soak up the paint. Or like usually I'm doing like such small cuts that like it starts filling in. Right. And mm. you just start like losing like how clear it like... Losing all the be. details. Exactly. Um, but for something larger and that I want to do a few variations of, I'll do um, oil board. Oh, Dude, oh my God. What's oil board? Sorry. All right, for those of you who don't know what oil board is, for many years, this is what a lot of stencil artists use to cut their stencils with. And it is basically, uh, you know, the cereal boxes that you get? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, take that and double it, basically. Okay. That's about the thickness of oil board. And when you're cutting a stencil and you're using an X Acto knife on this shit, dude, you. you <laughs> You don't go all the way through with one stroke. Hmm. It takes you a couple of times of going, making that same cut before you make it all the way through the fucking board. Hmm. So, and dude, if you're having to do a curve hmm. and a tight curve on top of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking arthritis at a young fucking age. Yeah, I was just saying, man. Do you have like hand finger pain, man? Because this, I mean, this guy gets like Look at this. Look at you see that right there? Oh wow! Yeah, that's nice. That's, um, that was actually a blister. Okay. I just cut this damn stencil of a wave that took me about, uh, well, it was 11 hours, 30 minutes to cut the damn thing. And then about another hour and a half to glue the screen down to it. But, um, when I was cutting it, my finger was basically doing this. Mm-hmm. It was bending backwards and you would think you'd have a, a blister on this side of the finger, but it was bending back so much that it was pushing the skin up here. And so that's why I got this blister back here that was hurting like a motherfucker. And, you know, it's still, now it's just kind of like some dead skin that's waiting to die off or whatever. But, um, yeah, dude, I have to constantly do like, you know, I'm 51. So I'm having to like constantly do stretches, um, breathing and stuff as I'm cutting my stencil. Because if I don't take a break, if I don't do whatever. So what was it like cutting through that fucking oil board, dude? I mean, like, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't my first time. Um, but it's like, I usually just break blades all the time. Like, that's usually what happens to me. And it's, it's treated. So it's treated with an oil, and that's what makes it resilient. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. absorb paint. Okay. So that's one of the reasons, like, to use it. it then you can just keep sense. on yeah, going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but even still, it's still, you know, the little details, they start getting. Yeah. And it's just a bummer. It's just like the nature. It's just like no, but that's that's what helps. I think give the uh, art more value, you know, because mm-hmm. if you had something where you can just, you know, like a um, photograph negative, mm-hmm. you can just print that same picture over and over and over and yeah. over again. Actually, I think even even negatives wear out at some point, but not as quickly as stencils do. Mm-hmm. So, but what that does though is that adds value to the piece that you're doing because that's basically saying, okay, I can only make so many of these before. The stencil is unusable. Yeah. And so. I, I also like that it would force myself to then go do something else. Because to your point, it's like if I could just ride out one thing forever, then 
was my motivation to like try something new or think of a different concept or something like that. So I think the fact that they do have a finite lifetime, then you just keep mm-hmm. on moving on to something else. Unless yeah. you know, unless you're naturally inclined to like, I just want to do something new. I just want to do something new. Like I'm bored with that. I'm bored with that. Which I definitely know peers that are. Hmm. Oh, absolutely, just, man. Everyone's got their own kind. Some people just, I think it depends on how fast your processor goes. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are just like doing seven different types of mediums, a few different types of styles and stuff like that. And, you know, they uh, they thrive on it. Whereas, you know, it, it comes down to your means and, and what you want to do with it, you know. Uh, it seems like these days, the more and more people that ask me about, you know, getting into art or doing here's an example my daughter (laughs) you know she thought that because daddy was a you know big time artist that she was going to be an artist and she feel like she had to be no okay no she thought that that meant that you know she can be you know like she has mind genetics like she can be an artist if she wants to yeah and basically cheat off of what i've already done to help her elevate herself which you know don't get me wrong (laughs) be smart and everything but I told her, and I'm like, sweetie, no, you're not going to be an artist, okay? You can do artwork, okay? You can be an artist as in everything you do is an art, okay? But you're not going to be an artist as a career, okay? Because it's just, it's too difficult these days. Like back, I'm, I'm like the last generation, I would say, um, of like, uh, I don't know how what you would want to call it, um, traditional yeah. artistry. Okay, um, and then comes the computer, you know. And I'll never forget when I found out about this fucking machine that was at certain uh, malls. <clears throat> and it's this one where you can basically take whatever picture you want, you scan it in, and then you have this selection of like I don't know eight different styles. Mm-hmm. Like you go Van Gogh, oh, okay. you know, all these different master okay. style. You push the button. And it spits your picture out in that style. It's like a filter. Yeah, basically. And I remember seeing that and just thinking to myself, fucking shit, man. I want to tear this thing apart. <laughs> and I'm just, I am feel fortunate that I never saw one in person because I would, I would tear the thing up <laughs> and probably get incarcerated and get in trouble and everything. But I mean, that's just, to me, those were just like the tools of Lucifer. You know, that just killed... A bunch of artists right there. Mm-hmm. That and then your phone. Your phone with, you know, the camera on it that has apps and all kinds of shit you can do. And then you got the iPad, you know, that you can get all these different tools and stuff that you can make effects with and everything and not even be a fucking artist. You know, as long as you can take something and touch it to a screen, you can make artwork these days. And back in the day, even back in the day, people always trying to take advantage of the artist. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're always trying to get it, them to do it for free or for exposure or from, you know, whatever the fuck. It's like, you know, that shit's not going to pay my bills. <laughs> yeah. So I told my daughter, I'm like, you know what? You're going to, you can be a great artist. I'll help you be a great artist. Whatever you want to draw, paint, whatever, I'll always be there to help you with that. Okay. But we're going to get you going with a regular career so that you can make money so that you can do whatever kind of artwork mm-hmm. you want to do. Yeah, I mean, it's this is weird. I mean, um, it, it, imagine how photographers feel. <laughs> you know, I mean, oh, dude, <laughs> it's I like before, even... before now everybody's a fucking photographer because everybody has an iPhone and just like uploads it and then prints it out. You know, I mean, I mean, when I was a kid, they still had like photography stores that you would go in and everybody would like take your high school prom picture and shit like that. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, now those stores have actually just changed to background selfie places. Yeah. It's very, very interesting, like, how, how that's, like, changed, you know? I mean, if you, if you were that guy that owned a camera business that you took family portraits for family reunions in the 80s, you're, like, out of business now, man. And it's just, like, it's just, to me, it's just, like, it's crazy how much, like, creative people have to uh, compete with technology, actually, if you think about it, you well, know? Well, that's, that's actually one of the reasons why um, I started doing this thing back in... Well, I guess it started really in 2004. Um, I started this project that developed into me being the first artist allowed to work on a painting in the corridors of the Pentagon Mm. as like a live art installation. And so that went over really well. They almost sent me over to a Marine camp in Afghanistan at the time. Um, I'm sorry, Iraq. Anyway, then I started doing it at other... um, 
military bases because I grew up military near Eglin Air Force Base. And then it spreaded to uh, like police departments, fire departments, courthouse complexes because at one point I was like, you know what? These places that I'm setting up in, these places serve the community, you know? So there's got to be some kind of way of maybe monetizing this through the National Endowment of Arts to provide certain places where people serve the community, you know, with a, a live art installation. Mm. So I was kind of on the way to making that happen, you know, and then the the twins came along <laughs> and I just started to become a vandal. <laughs> so still public when, art though. <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still public art. Different different medium, but yeah. So when was it uh when was it that you started getting up in the streets as hero? Uh, oh, yeah, it's like I have to go look at like a picture that I took to know the date, but uh, <laughs> right, approximately. Anyway, it's like, like, I want to say it was like what 2012, 2013. Mm. Okay, so it's weird that it's like, oh, is that eight years? Um, yes, it is, my friend. Yeah. Time's so, moving faster. I don't know, that's how I feel, anyways. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, I um, I get a decent job after college, and then I have extra time all of a sudden, and you're not busting your ass in Starbucks. And- <laughs> you know, I'm not working two jobs. I'm going to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know. It was like years later. I found the old paints in my parents' garage, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I discovered like two different books. I was just at like a bookstore. One was like this Melbourne stencil book, and then one was like this book from Banksy. Mm. And I was Wall like, "Long piece or something like that." I forgot. Mm, like, okay. and I just remember looking. And I was like, "Oh, this is like." what I was looking at like years back, but they've done so much more. Like they've taken it in a different direction. Mm. So I got both books just to go home. I was like, okay, I have paint. Let me do this thing. Let me see what it looks like. Like what could I possibly come up with? And, um, so I was having fun with that. And I remember showing my friend, it's like, yeah, like this is street art. They're like, no, like it's art, (laughs) but you actually have to do it in the street for it to be street art. That art is not in the street yet, my friend. That art sits before us inside this domicile. Yep. It was pretty honest. And I was like, all right, fair. Well, okay, let's go ahead and put it in the street. And um, I have no idea what I was doing. Uh, What was the first piece you put up in the street? I think the first piece that I put up in the street was uh, Statue of Liberty holding security cameras instead of like the torch. Mm. And, you know, I was like... How many layers was that? That one was three. Three, okay, three layers. How big was it? It was like three feet tall, like okay. maybe a foot and a half wide. And I just remember painting it on paper. And I was like, all right, well, you know, kind of like doing some like Google. Like, all right, this looks okay. Paste. Got it. Like, what else do I need? Got it. It's like, okay. What was the inspiration behind that? I mean, obviously, I mean, I can interpret it myself, but just curious from your point of view. Yeah. Um, I was actually re- like, so like way back, um, I was not fond of like the Patriot Act. Oh, totally, yeah. Like I remember, like when it was proposed, and I was like, Wait, "What exactly what? was a Patriot Act?" I forget again. Well, after nine uh, eleven, you know, they just said, "All right, you know, we can for terrorism, we can basically circumvent your privacy, basically." And um, right, you know, that's when the whole NSA and spying your emails and okay. grabbing your balls at the airport. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> I like that. Though. Yeah, I so, started traveling more. <laughs> Sorry, anyways. No, you're good. So, yeah, your your emails, your phone calls were totally subject to, like, not, they weren't yours. Like, AT&T had a case where it was just like, oh, they're owned actually by AT&T, so you have no say. And mm. I remember I was bothered by that. And then, you know, Obama gets into office. I'm like, he's going to do the right thing. You would think. And then it came back up, and it was like, nope. It's and just was, metadata. And I was like, wait, hold on. Like, it was part of, like, your campaign. And so, like, that was, like, when I was like, you know... And I don't even know how it, like, I don't know if it's the same thing for you. Like, I'm usually doing something completely, like, I don't know, like, I was going to say, like, driving, cooking, cleaning. And then, like, an idea comes in. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh okay, for sure. Like, we'll go with that. Um, and that's kind of, like, how it came across. Mm. And I was just like, all right, this I actually, at that point in time, I'd just done, like, maybe, like, some, like, a two-foot stencil may have been like the biggest thing i was like all right this needs to be bigger i'm pretty sure i can do this it was like my first like three layer stencil and i was like all right i think i can 
work this out. And then once I had it, I was like, all right, now it needs to go somewhere. Um, LA, clearly. Like, so like to drive out there and like, it's just like cruise and just be like, okay, where does art even exist around here? So I mean, like it was, it was one of those things where it's like, I had, you know, gone to like hang out at bars and clubs in LA, but I never was like with that scope of like, all right, but where would I put art? So I had to go out there, back out there with like, like all the places I'd go hang out with like a different scope and be like, okay. And then like, I started actually seeing like other work yeah exactly because like there was a handful of people who i would like be like okay like you know um i'm trying to think of like artists that i would recognize and be like oh like that was like the same artist that was like up on like you know melrose or out on like sunset now it's in the arts district got it um but then like when i was really paying attention i was like oh shit like there's a lot out here mm-hmm. that i just was you know i was going from point a to point b and i wasn't really paying attention <laughs> Um, so then I became I became a little more aware of like what else was out there, what else was being said, um, what names kept on popping up, and how people were using like LA because um, at that point in time and I'd already gone out to New York and been in like Brooklyn and Williamsburg and I saw how the artists out there were using like the canvas mm-hmm. and I really liked how like they were int- like um, incorporating just like the littlest things. Like just like a little sharpie here, a little sticker there, some like googly eyes here, and I was yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay, like this can be like really whatever you want it to be. Mm. Um, yeah, it's all the different mediums mashing <laughs> them up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's just so cool because it's just a sidetrack about street art. I mean, like I said, we always love finding like new mediums, and it's like how how you enter the conversation is completely up to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you know you came with a certain piece you wanted to put up you know what i mean and like i said somebody may have started their first piece with some googly eyes you know what i mean and it's always looks like that little thing that we always say on this show it's like street art is white noise you know what i mean it's like you don't notice it until you notice it right and then it's everywhere basically so you can't stop looking at it so mm-hmm. yeah it's so cool man so anyways what was the next thing that uh you put up basically um the next thing was oh, no no wait okay where on. where was the first spot that you got up? Um, first spot that I got up was what is? It's on Third Street in downtown. It's east of Alameda. It's by Art Share, basically. Yeah, yeah, right okay. by Art Share, but it's we're like that. Um, shout out to Art Share. <laughs> definitely shout out to Art Share. Um, it's was it the arcade? Mm. The oh, um, the. Um... You know what I'm talking about, like '82. Is that it? Think no. so. Angel City Brewery? No, it's down from Angel City Brewery. Okay. So there's like an arcade there. It used to be where like the Risk piece was. And like, I think Biles piece is there now. Oh, yes. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The arcade right there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So there was a blank wall that faced east. Yes. And it was part of like that parking structure. And I was like, well, this, seem, this seems like a, just a blank wall. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't paying attention to how often like things were getting buffed or why it was blank. But I was like, okay, like I had three and I was like, all right, I'm going to do two here. And then... Down across, like from Art Share, there's that hotel. Yes. And there's like the doorway that goes in. It's just like, it's like two two steps in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, and that's that's rad too. I'm going to go ahead and do that. So those were like the first three I took out. And I was like, all right, I feel accomplished. And <laughs> took some photos. spot. Took yeah. some photos. And I was like, all right. Like, you know, I... Um, now was your heart pounding while you're pasting them up? Um, I was like definitely like in anticipation <laughs> of like like that was like oh i wonder like if anyone's gonna like say anything but then also i was like oh, i don't want to fuck this up so i was also like making sure that like, it was like not leaning so <laughs> i think i was, straight. I, I was straight. exactly i think i was more focused on like oh if i put this up crooked it's gonna be like oh that was a cool idea but bad execution <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of body language actually makes you kind of blend in it's like, you know, you're you're trying to do something over here instead of like trying to get away with something. It's a total different body language right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah, anyone yeah. with you? Um, no. Nice. Not the first go around. Cuz I was I I mean, I don't know like what I was anticipating. Like, I mean, obviously I knew like what I was doing wasn't like, you know, smiled upon by, you know, the city or like the police, but also um, you know, I just took a walk around the block first just to kind of get a feel of like who was out and what's going on. And it's way different than what it is now out there. You know, it was just me and a bunch of homeless people out there at that point in time. (laughs) You know, I mean, not like in, you know, I was going to say like the arts district, like, you know, I 
I've had it's homeless like people like ask me for money while I was putting up something. I've Absolutely. had you know one look out for me while I was putting up something. I was like, all right, like because that was like eight, seven years ago, mm. and like now it's like with all like the apartments down there, like I haven't gone back in years. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's still there's still some. Oh, I, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's like uh, as vibrant. You know, I, I would say like Melrose is like there's some areas that are uh, still pretty gritty yeah uh you know there's still skid rows not going oh, anywhere absolutely. no i've definitely made my rounds <laughs> uh, i don't know how they're gonna fix that kind of stuff man i mean it's so crazy down there now it's like it's only getting gotten worse i mean well, throughout the here's, years, here's the problem though i mean the problem has grown yeah you know exponentially you had people camping out under you know uh, overpasses even as far as encino and even further I was just talking about like Echo Park, man, around the lake. There's like Coachella Weekend 10 right there, man. <laughs> They're like hanging out there, you know what I mean? Like they got the prime spot, man, right next to the lake. It's just crazy. But anyways, what are you saying, Teach? Yeah, we, we have to figure out um, somewhere for these people to go, you know. And, um, you know, to just kick them out of where they are to another section that's not far away, then they're going to walk back <laughs> um, or more people are going to gonna congregate where they were yeah so um i wish i had the answers for you know what would be the the proper um humane way of taking care of it but if they don't do something soon we have a lot more people moving out of that's so crazy i was at the beach the other day like we were just talking about in the last episode we were at the beach and then we were uh I was like, oh, dude, there's someone having a bonfire over there. Nice. Let's walk over there. Oh, just kidding. It's almost, <laughs> you know, it's just almost people get warm, man. I'm like, you, trying you know to stay I mean? warm. Exactly. You know, and I felt bad. Exactly. You know what I mean? And um, it just seems like that's just so, so much more of a, you know, common thing nowadays. And uh, I don't have a solution either, man. But how is it in like, in the IE? They're, they don't, it's not like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In some suburbs, like North Hollywood, in this area, now there's like crazy tents now, too. I'm just oh, wondering. Yeah. And yeah. even in Pasadena, like you said, there, there's like tents now, you know what I mean? So, in, in, what about where you are? The, uh... I mean, not tents, but I mean, it's definitely grown. It's definitely grown over it's the expanded. years. I mean, it's expanded. I mean, and I know because, like, as soon as I was 21, I was going down to like Seven Grand or the Broadway Bar. And so I was very familiar yeah, yeah, with like the area, line, yeah. like of downtown. And I was like, at night. Um, and I've just watched it grow over the years. And I, I think I just wish I knew like what, like almost like what's causing, cause everybody's got like, it's gotta be multiple causes. I'm sure. It's not just like, wish, it's not just mentally ill people. Anymore. Yeah. I wish yeah. I knew not only what to do, but like, it's like, okay, what, what's the cause for so many? Is it the rent? Is it mentally ill? Is it drugs? Did they, were they homeless in another state? And they're like, you know, at least it doesn't snow yeah, in yeah, California. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. I, and, I wish and, I, yeah. And you know, there are certain stations, um, where they give out a meal a day. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's crazy, actually. Like, um, <clears throat> I was in Vancouver one time, and uh, anyways, I, I walked into their Chinatown, and I started looking around. I was like, wait a second. Everybody looks a little bit weird right now. You know, I noticed it was because everybody was actually a homeless person around there. In Vancouver, they actually uh, line people up and give them methadone in the morning, and then so all those Calm people, them down. Calm them down, yeah. So it's actually like anti... I mean... It's counterintuitive, right? But the thing is, like, you know, you give all the people that, you know, are, you know, craving the heroin and stuff like that, the methadone, and then there's the crime rate actually dropped like crazy. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Those people are always... drug them down. That's that's what happens here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But, I mean, before they would try to, like, rob people for, like, drugs in the future, you know, to get drugs and things like that. So, I don't know. I mean, like, this is just the trend, I guess, you know what I mean, of, like, how we handle the situation, but... Like I, said, I, I hope we can figure out something soon because it is not getting any better mm-hmm. and it's getting worse pretty damn fast. Yeah. Got a question for you, though. Yeah. Where did you come up with uh, the name Hero? Um, I, I came up with it as a joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. Because okay. I just... I fig- So back, back in high school, I chose the name Mystic is what I wanted to write under. Uh. And then, so after coming back to stenciling i was like well i can't really use that name because it's not even it's not even hand style it's it's completely different i'm transitioning into like whatever this is going to be and i was like oh wouldn't it be like a dick move to like 
spray paint someone's property and then te- like and then sign hero like <laughs> the anti-hero oh yeah i was like you know because like whoever's gonna like i already know they're gonna be like oh look at this guy like this guy thinks he's like you know that's not a hero that you know <laughs> he gonna, thinks he's saving the world yeah they're gonna point to like their seven-year-old it's like that is not hero like that's not heroic and i was like and i kind of wanted to go down like that road of like i already kind of Either people who enjoyed the art would have been like, oh, yeah, for sure. And people who hated the art would have been like, absolutely not. That's not what a hero does. And it's like, and so I wanted to go down like that road. And even when I was thinking about, because I was like, you know, coming from like a graffiti background, it's like, I'm sure somewhere someone already writes hero. And I was like, okay, so the long of it's going to be forged hero because I wanted to kind of still do the play on words like forges in like a true hero, like you're created in like the fire. Sure. But also like forges in like you fake a signature, ah, and so I wanted I like to that. like do like both. It's like so even then it's like yeah, you it's can a dichotomy. Either, exactly. Mm. You could either be like oh no, total fake, or it's like no, somebody who's like really put in like their work and like done whatever they needed to do. I like to get that, there, man. So. I like that. I forgot you can forge a check. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I like that, man. Hell yeah. It's a term <laughs> that hasn't been used very much. You know, I've heard very much lately. Hell yeah, man. Dude, so, I mean, this is a, quite a drive for you today, man. All the way into the... How often do you come How long did that here? take you to get here, dude? Oh, dude, it only took me like 45 minutes today. Like, like it was... This is Tuesday. This it was is against, Tuesday it was also, afternoon. Yeah, against You're going traffic. against the traffic, yep. so yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like... And generally, I'd always, like, time everything that I need to do out here because, you know, it's... You got it. Everything's out here. It's a fucking hype. Exactly. Like I painted in Sherman Oaks off Colwater Canyon like this past year. And so it's just like I would time it to where I'm like, all right, I'm going to leave at 1030 (laughs) and I'm going to knock this thing out so I can be back on the road before two. You know, it's just like. You're closer to Vegas, though. You're closer. You're you're, you're pretty halfway to Vegas, though. Basically right where the turnoff is to (laughs) Vegas, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty accurate. Like that's usually. We don't want to give people exact. You know exactly where you are because uh, we like to keep you, you know, a little bit safe, keep some security around you. No, I mean, but when I have to describe to people where I am and they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, all right, have you ever driven to Vegas? They're like, yeah, okay, where you turn on the 15? Like, I'm in that area. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Even if you, like, live in Rancho, you're still, I don't know if you if you go on a trip and you t- people ask where you're from, you still may say you're from L.A., you know what I mean? Because oh, it's yeah. like you're, you're pretty much growing up here. Just how far east your parents decided to, mm-hmm. to, to tell move. someone Rancho Cucamonga anywhere else other than their state, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck did you just say?" Yeah. <laughs> Unless Rancho, I, yeah. what? That's kind of a famous. <laughs> when I was a kid, they were all. I was always like, "Ah, oh, Cucamonga." That was always like, you, you know what I mean? I, I always liked that term name. And actually, Google was about to uh, move their headquarters to Rancho Cucamonga, and I remember the city of Rancho Cucamonga actually proposed to change their name to Rancho Cucamonga. I don't know what? if you heard that. Yeah, dude. Wow. No. Yeah, it was like Grief. some funny ass shit I heard. So that's all I remember. I ran Cucamonga, man. But nice town, man. I actually have some family I, I there. I knew too. this uh, girl who called her vagina her kuka. So <laughs> to know that there's some called Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> you can just imagine what that makes me think of. Uh, did you, did in a childish way, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm being grown up about this. Is what I'm doing. I'm approaching this in a, in a grown up way, right? There you go, man. There you go. He's like, "Fuck, man." You know, when I was a kid, how much I tried to off to me. Cucamonga, Cucamonga. The kids make fun of you for being from Cucamonga when you're no, 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 no. I'm just telling what may make me think of. Just curious. I mean, like, unless you know. And I mean, like, and everybody around the area, like, knows. Like, I mean, like, like Covina, like, and that's, like, the area. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. all the way out to Covina, down to, like, what was it, Corona. You kind of know the area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, man, L.A. is, like, seriously, like, it's, like, so massively spread out. I mean, people, you know, all the way from Rancho come to L.A. for work every single fucking day, dude. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like, a ridiculous. kill me. Uh-huh. <laughs> But shit, man, that's the L.A. life, man. So it's kind of, you know, people are moving out, man. A lot of people are... Good, there'll be more room for us. Fuck them. That's how I feel, man. You know what I mean? It's just like... like, Nicely, though, you know. Start gentle, get that false sense of security, and then you're... All right, Hero, can you... uh, People who are wanting to uh, become, you know, support your artwork, buy your artwork, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, My website's theforgedhero.com, and... I think the only really social media I use is Instagram, which is right now underscore hero underscore because I'll never be able to just get hero. I've been trying for like 
eight years. <laughs> what about the fourth year? Was it available on Instagram? You know, I never looked back to see mm. if it was after the fact, but I was like, well, now I've got this thing going on. So yeah, yeah, unless that's I true. can just like upgrade to Hero, just like. <laughs> That's true. And get, that's and true. get tagged by a million people who don't even aren't even tagging my work. That's what I. That's what I'm living for. <laughs> for sure, man. I got you. Well, shit, man, dude. I'm a big fan of your work, man. I mean, um, just another one that I really, really enjoyed, man, was the the poster boy putting up the no vacancy on top of the yeah. Welcome to America, man. Like that. That's yeah. such a cool piece, man. And the details in those are like so cool, man. And it's just like, you know, I, I'm. On this podcast, it's almost like a, a sin to say, hey, I'm a fan of Banksy because it's so generic, okay? But I'm just saying, like, I'm a fan of Banksy, and you, I always get those same kind of, like, chuckle feelings whenever I, like, look at your work, just like his, his work, too, man. So, uh, it's super well cool, It's well thought man. out. It's, there's yeah. a lot of time it. put into it, and craftsmanship is top of the line, you know, so. Definitely, man. Yeah. Definitely, man. So, shit, man. I'm a big fan, and follow him on uh, Hero, I mean, Instagram, underscore, Hero, underscore, basically. And uh, go to his website, theforgehero.com. Right? Thanks, guys. I awesome. appreciate it. Hell yeah, man. Dude, thanks fun. for coming all the way here from Ranch. Dude, man. And, <laughs> and when we have our uh, uh, meetup for our, whenever we can finally have events again. Dude, hey, day. it's coming soon because, you know, we've got two vaccines now. By the spring, they're going to have man. them all up, out shit. and everything. So <laughs> sometime in the summer, we're going to have a nice little get together. Hero, you're gonna be coming. We're gonna uh, we're having a good old time, and uh, you know, hell yeah, man! So it. super cool. Thank you to the audience for hanging out with us, guys. Follow us at PTTP Show, and uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you very much. Love you guys. Take care and peace. Peace.